Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales. We've got a special episode for you this week. Today we're going to be finding out more about RCPCH and us. This is a project from the Royal College to try and improve engagement with children and young people. And I had the pleasure this week of chatting to Emma Hosking, a children and young people's engagement and participation youth worker, and Scott Russell, one of the volunteers with RCPCHS. So if you haven't come across this programme before, or if you want to find out more about it, have a listen in while we find out more about how things work with RCPCHS. Um, I'm Asim. I'm one of the presenters with Dragon Bites, and I've, been, I've got the pleasure today of being joined by two people who work with RCPCHNS. We've got um, Emma Hosking. Hi, Emma. Hi, Asim. Hi. And we've got Scott Russell. Hi, Scott. Hello. Hi. Brilliant. Excellent. We've had trouble with this recording so far, and this is the first success we've had in half an hour, so I'm really excited about this now. Um, so can we start with yourself, Emma? Um, do you mind just explaining to um, people who are listening in who might not have come across um, this project before, um, what is RCPCH&US? So RCPCH and us is a collection of children, young people and families who are interested in the work of RCPCH Um and who ensure that the voices of children, young people and families are listened to not only by RCPCH and us, but also the wider um, NHS and paediatricians. Amazing. Uh, How did this all get started? So RCPCH and us is five years old, um, but it is the workings of ensuring that the voices of children and young people and families are listened to. And this is part of the United Nations Convention of the Rights of the Child, who says that children and young people um, have the right to the best health care possible, that children and young people deserve the best health care possible and that their voices um, should be listened to within their care. So basically, the, the whole the purpose of the project is to try and meet this element of the United Nations Conventions on the Rights of the Child. Um, when did you get involved then, Emma? Um, so I've been with RCPCH um, for the last year. Um, but it was um, but a desire long before that. Yes. What sort of projects do, do um, RCPCH&S get involved with then? So the purpose is to work across the whole of the college. So a lot of the projects that we do um, involve children and young people who have long-term conditions. So that could be asthma or epilepsy. Um, to name but a a couple, Um, also that children and young people are involved with the examinations of paediatricians and that they are also involved in policy as well. Um, So we ensure that children and young people's voices are 
um, heard across all of the work that RCPCH and us do. And how do you get children and young people involved in these projects? How, how do you actually get hold of them? Um, so we meet them wherever children and young people are. So it could be that we go into um, clinics and meet them before their appointments, or it could be that they are inpatient, so they may be in children's wards. Um, but that we also um, work with children and young people um, who are still at school or at um, college or university or that they are just interested in health so we go into youth centres um, and other places where children and young people are so we try to work with children and young people that may have long-term conditions or involved in the NHS for um, a variety of re reasons but we also try and speak to young people who are just young people um, so we try a variety of ways to ensure that we get the voices of children young people and families. That's brilliant. Um, Scott so you're you're one of the volunteers for the um, RCPC H&S project how, how did you get involved with it? So it all started probably uh, I think it was back in 2016 maybe 2017 uh, where the ANDAS team um, came to my local youth centre um, and wanted to run uh, what they call a takeover challenge. Um, so it was basically a day where we did lots of different activities. Um, so we did a few things like what makes a good doctor, what skills obviously for working with young people do doctors need. Um, and then the outcome of it, we made two resources that are available for youth. Um, in our they're currently in the recipes for engagement book um, and then a group of young people then went to the local hospital Royal Morgan Hospital uh, in Transistent and um, presented these uh, this presentation of these resources that they made to uh, the doctors and clinicians um, and various different people who obviously work with children and young people on a daily basis um, and then obviously I've just been involved since then um, I've done lots of different things. Um, I've spoke at the annual uh, RCPCH conference, um, opening plenary. I've done different training sessions uh, with clinicians. Um, I've done clinic chats. And the obviously most recently, um, which was just in March, was the launch of the State of Child Health uh, third year on, uh, which was very exciting. Yeah, that was exciting to see. I think um, that's where you and I met, wasn't it, Scott? Um, at the, um, we, you were giving a, a talk alongside David Tuttle about the launch of State to Child Health. Um, how, how were you involved in that project? Um, so again, obviously it started uh, with the first report where they wanted young people to obviously um, give their experience on working, um, of obviously being within the healthcare setting and different stuff. So I did that when we launched our first ever report. Uh, which would have been back in 2017 uh, in the peer head. Um, obviously, I just did a little talk on uh, mental health and how I, how the report is obviously going to help clinicians uh, to identify the needs of young people. And then obviously just went from there. The year after, came back again and did another uh, talk along with other young people from different, uh, different sort of settings. Um, so uh, we've worked with uh, multiple different, obviously, 
from different areas, different young people, and they've all come each year to give a little talk on obviously what work they're also doing with young people to improve healthcare services. Amazing. Um, what was it? I mean, why did you get involved in these projects? What was it that drew you to working with RTPC HNS? My passion is obviously the United Nations Convention for the Rights of a Child, and obviously ever since I was in school, um, I was the one that was always on the youth parliament and uh, advocating for other children and young people, um, and obviously it just RTPCH allows that to obviously happen, and it's something that. Um, that is very important obviously is giving your opinions and stuff and your, your experience as well on obviously uh, to improve services and being able sometimes to obviously meet um, and get to meet with people who obviously actually make those decisions and make can make those things happen um, but then obviously the other thing that really um, drew me was obviously being able to uh, help clinicians obviously with working with young people uh, which is really important because I found that and other young people that I know and uh, obviously have worked with um, have found that sometimes clinicians are not obviously they they know how to work with young people but they don't know what really matters if that makes sense. And, and this gives you a platform to sort of show them you know what what actually matters from the perspective of young people. Yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, one of the resources we made, um, which again is available online, uh, was a resource called Understand. Um, made it with um, a young person from Scotland on the uh, Scottish Youth Parliament, Alex. Um, and sort of the whole point of Understand is to, it's just an acronym to obviously be able to give clinicians just to think about what young people want. Um, so obviously some of the, I can't remember off my heart, unfortunately, um, some of the stuff on there is obviously uh, one of them is signposting. So do you know what your local youth support services are? Um, so the big thing around that was after obviously they get discharged from hospital um, or from obviously a setting or um, you uh, do you know where obviously if they do need help or they want to engage with people like uh, obviously people like Anders or just engage generally in sort of like youth clubs and stuff like that do you know what local youth support services are there um, the other one was sort of um, around we were I, I experienced this as well when I was younger I found that obviously whenever you were in a hospital the clinicians would like to um, speak to your parents and obviously tell them what's going on and sort of ask them questions and it's like well hang on a second um, ask me um, obviously I want to be involved in what my care is from or even it's just informing me of what what you want to do and stuff like that is obviously it's my body um, it's me that obviously you're going to be giving this care to so involve me um, so it's just really it was a really cool tool that we launched um, and it's really good for obviously clinicians if you can check it out I think it's online um, on our web bank of resources um, and it just gives you just some key points to remember while working with young people. And the other big one was that obviously if you work with one young person, not every young person's the same, not every young person likes the same things. Um, so different obviously engagement uh, techniques and just how to work with them. Um, and it, it was, yeah, I enjoyed that. And it's a really useful tool that I think 
a lot of people can learn and benefit off. I mean, it sounds brilliant. Um, getting it seems to bring you know the young person back to the centre of, of being looked after that way. Um, what are your feelings about why doctors should get a bit more involved with um, this sort of a project and listen to their um, you know listen to young people more? Obviously, like Emma said, it's part of the United Nations Convention for the Right to a Child. So Article 12 of the UNCRC basically says that um, all young people should have the right to have a say on obviously issues and uh, things that affect them. Um, this is obviously one of the big things that may affect them. Obviously, like most, uh, it may be long term, so it may be a young person who does have like asthma or diabetes or uh, is, is always obviously is involved with the system more than other young people and it is important to get them involved so because they're the ones that are using the system and have been involved in using the services and are in hospitals and stuff um, and sometimes it is what we think a young person may like is not something that a young person obviously obviously does like if that makes sense um, and it just it, it allows obviously young people uh, young people to obviously just give their opinion um, and if the big one is yeah the big one for me is obviously the United Nations Convention for the Rights of a Child and I think I remember um, I can't remember where I was but one um, I think it was a trainee pediatrician said to me they don't teach this kind of stuff in med school if that makes sense like obviously they teach you how to engage the young people and stuff but they don't teach you about the UNCRC and the different techniques and stuff of engagement um, and we ran a session and she said I found it really useful because um, there's a lot of stuff that we've taken away that we can use with young people within our in our hospitals and our settings. Amazing. Um, so what? Uh, speaking as a as a paediatrician, it's always useful to hear what the opinions of young people are. Um, what would what would you say to other young people and children who want to get involved in this kind of a project? Get involved. Um, obviously, the opportunity is amazing, um, and it's it's the, there's lots of benefits. So, so your first one is you're getting your, getting your voice heard and you're having an influence on decisions. Um, and the other one is obviously the experience that you gain from it um, that I put into practice elsewhere and that I can put on my CV. Um, so for instance, the plenary was one, obviously speaking to, I'm not sure how many people were there, but I think there may have been thousands of people there. Obviously speaking to that is an experience that I've got and it's given me confidence um, to do obviously other speaking activities and stuff like that as well and it's just good things as well for employers and universities and colleges to obviously see on your cv amazing um so coming back to you emma i mean scott's really passionate about this is this the sort of is this the sort of thing that you find when you are engaging young people in the program oh yes um definitely i think that um every young person has something to say um, that they will come in contact with the NHS um, and come in contact with paediatricians at some point. And so I think that it's important that we listen to a range of voices um, and that paediatricians get involved with their local communities and get involved with children and young people that they um, are working with. So um, I definitely think that there's a range of skills that children and young people can gain from but also that practitioners and clinicians can gain from as well 
you know when um, these young people are working with you, they, they're giving you your opinions. Do they uh, do they get involved in your projects in any other ways as well? I mean, I got the impression that Scott's actually going out there and doing a lot of presentations. Is that is that actually what happens with a lot of the children, young people who get involved with your program? Um, I think that they get involved in a wide range. So there are those opportunities for annual conference and for um, other conferences like um, um, St. David's Day, but that also children and young people are getting involved with creating resources. Um, so as Scott said, um, we create lots of different resources that can be used in clinics and in hospitals. Um, but that also children and young people can be involved in long-term projects. Um, so as Scott said, we've got young people being involved in kind of long-term conditions. So we've got um, a group of young people who are working with a variety of clinics um, and are looking at how clinics can shape their services to better meet the needs of children and young people. Um, so yeah, there's um, a huge variety of projects that we do, kind of um, short term, medium term and long term. So there's something for everybody, really. I mean, it sounds brilliant. What, what, what a lot of our, you know, a lot of our listeners are, you know, trainee paediatricians or people who work alongside um, children in a healthcare environment. What can they do to get involved with, um, you know, or to better engage young people locally? Um, Scott, I think that's one for you. So how can they better involve young people? Um, so obviously, like I've said before, um, the resources uh, are a big one. Um, they are all available online um, through our webpage. Uh, there's lots of different stuff, and a lot of them as well have been created by obviously young people, um, and they've proven to be obviously good uh, engagement, good engagement activities. Um, get in touch as well. Obviously, like a big one that we always say when we like when we're at the St David conference. Um, if you do have anything that you're unsure of or you want to ask or um, something that you come across, obviously the team are always there to help. Um, all our contact details are obviously online. Um, follow us on social media as well. We're always posting lots of different stuff about uh, different things that young people are doing uh, that you may find uh, useful also. That's brilliant. And then I think also it's for paediatricians to be aware of their local resources what is it that they're trying to um, find out? Um, what resources are there in their hospitals that they can link into or their wider community? Um, so it's really trying to link children, young people that are out there who are already interested in this stuff with clinicians who are interested in this stuff. So there could be a hospital youth forum that's already existing um, or condition specific um, charity that's already doing work. So I think it's about being aware of who is already um, engaged and who already are trying to do some stuff and trying to link those two bits together. So the clinicians with the children and young people. So I'd say that's also important. Excellent. Uh, Scott's already mentioned that you're on um, social media. I'm sure I've seen um, 
rcpchns on Twitter. Um, is there anywhere else we can go to find out more about rcpchns? Um, so yeah, so we're already um, on Twitter, we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook, so follow us there. Um, but also, as Scott's alluded to, um, we put a lot of our resources on um, the website. Um, so the RCPCH um, website has all of our resources, has loads of links to stuff that we are doing. Um, so um, follow us on social media, but also have a look at our website. Brilliant, lovely. Um, so um, Emma and Scott, was there anything else that you guys wanted to say? Um, that just that I think it's all of our responsibilities to check in with who we're working with to ensure that what we are doing is the right thing um, and to make sure that children, young people know that they have the right to um, be involved in their care, but that they also have the right to be um, ambassadors or um volunteers or advocates for other children and young people and that if they are interested in healthcare in any way that there is a range of opportunities and a range of uh, things that they can be doing um, to support themselves and children and young people and that getting involved with and us um, can be really rewarding and an enriching opportunity um scott pretty much basically what you said um yeah obviously yeah and my other one is for obviously clinicians to obviously have a look at the sort of stuff that we've created um and just use it within your settings where you can um and to yeah get involved and ask get in touch if you need anything well that's brilliant um I just want to say thank you to both of you, um, Emma and Scott, for taking um, time to speak with us on, on our show. That's okay. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. Cheers. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to Emma Hosking and Scott Russell for recording this episode with us. It's been really helpful and I learned a whole lot about RCPCH and us through it. If you're interested in finding out more, you can head to the Dragon Bites website where we've uploaded a PDF which has got loads of links to useful resources for you. You can get hold of these resources directly through RCPCHNS by heading to their website. You can also find RCPCHNS on Twitter at RCPCHNS, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Anyway, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites. Thank you.